It's a trap, you walked right into the hate All over a new king that's face is just replaced It's all the same, you still be ruled by force And no matter who it is, they'll still carry on the torch Just a lie, cheat, steal, half of what you make Taxation is theft, it's time to vacate the state Newsflash, all your cash is an you From killers who really do steal from you Inflation is a weapon used by every nation Who says that the same in the world through lies If they disguise and pass off as bravery Well I got news, debt is slavery It don't matter who's matter, a new master don't matter When they both want the same, the state don't play no games They got you trying to survive and put you on sides And ready to kill each other, that's conquering divide It's all for show, all for hyper control That's fucking, uh, man with a short stature shall cause the fucking rapture Boy and we're back with another episode of Bones and Tuzz. We're here to give you everything you want to hear and more. That was a Bones made quatrain. <laughs> I'm not sure if it's actually a quatrain, but it could be. It was uh, basically like my dumbed down version, my fluorided version of Nostradamus's, you know, talk about uh, Napoleon. Yeah. But we're here, per usual. We're queer, you know. No, we're not queer, but. Well, you're right. We are here, though. I should say we're gay. We're happy, you know. We're not queer or anything. Yeah. We are naked, though. Yeah. <laughs> not really. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. So, okay. It's been over uh, two weeks, so I, I got to get a it a lot now. So, lots been going on, as we all know. So much so that we don't want to talk about most of it. Well, yeah. I mean, I've just <clears> been seeing stuff, because, you know, the, the newest prime minister of England. Yeah, they said that stepped the, down. the last, the, the one that just stepped down lasted long, like not even as long as a head of lettuce. 44 days. Yeah. That's it. Oof. I mean, I'm not sure if a head of lettuce would last. But then long, I guess, but... uh, what's his face? Boris Johnson was on vacation and <laughs> they he's say, flying back. They say he's coming back and he's going to be the Winston Churchill to bring <laughs> us into World War Three. Yeah. That's yeah. exciting. Yeah, I did see. Uh, did you send me a link to that, or did I find no, that? No, I or didn't. did. I, or, or, I saw did it before. We co- connect, disconnected, organically find yeah, that no, same we are, thread. We're basically the same person, just okay. in different expirations or not expirations, uh, experiences of life. We probably do have different expiration dates too, though. Probably. I mean, Who do you think will die first? Well, you know, I kind of hope that we die like John Adams and Thomas Jefferson died. Okay. Where they literally died on the same day, <laughs> like hours apart from each other. Yeah. And like one said, like, at least uh, John Adams is still alive. And then the other one said basically something similar. Like they, because they, here's the thing. So like, <laughs> yeah. not to get too history, but so like they were friends, right? Yeah. And then they ran against each other and they they had differences in opinions when it came to how the go- how government should be run. Like About Jews, you can say it. No, it wasn't about Jews. I'm really. just making that oh, up. Oh, okay. It was about um, more or less like the federal government's role in its citizens' lives. You know, in Leaving Jews. people alone versus not leaving them alone. Yeah. Well, to an extent, yeah. But <laughs> you got to think it. This is so like... <laughs> it. It's not as broad an as broad ocean as you would have between two different mindsets politically these days right yeah they believed in some truly foundational things right it's not like where you can literally talk you could see leftists who believe that like freedom of speech isn't like important right yeah whereas they both understood freedom of speech was very important well i mean it's a progression right but foundationally they they believed in the same things right it's minor differences whereas now you have like i either want to fuck your kids or kill your kids 
Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it's history. But, uh, but so, and then they ran against each other and they fought and they slung mud at each other. Like, I think Thomas Jefferson, Jefferson at one point called Thomas Jefferson a transvestite. Oh! Yeah. Like, yeah, he didn't give a fuck. He said he looked like a woman. Like, that's like the old school version of calling him on a cuck. Yeah. Like, and, but then, like, after some years, after, after both of them were out of office, they started corresponding with each other. And, like, there's, like, collections of their like, course. Hey, even though you're a cuck, I still miss you. Yeah. Well, that, like, and then it came back to the fact that they were friends. Yeah. And, like, and then they died on the same exact day. I hope that's how we did. Right. Hundreds of miles apart. They died in the same exact, I don't want to be 100 miles apart from you. But they no. were, like, one was in Virginia, one was in fucking Massachusetts, I prefer right? we be holding hands. Yeah. You know? But, uh. Like, I, like one of us comes to the other one's deathbed. Do you want to know the and date? And then we both die. <clears throat> that they died. I can't. I don't remember the year, but I remember the date. Yeah, they both ju- died on July Fourth. Wow, I'm gonna get nervous every freedom worship holiday ever for the rest of my life now. So if that's how we're gonna go, you know, I kind of think of it. I think like, we'll die on the fifth. Like of November. us, we should be like, uh, you know, you ever heard that quote from Winnie the Pooh, where Winnie the Pooh says, "How long are you gonna live?" And Ro- Christopher Robin, I almost said Robin Hood. Christopher Robin, <laughs> yeah. Says, uh, I want to. I think it's he says he want to live to be ni- live want to wants to live to be ninety nine, and Pooh says, I only want to live to be ninety nine plus one day. Wow. So so I don't have to spend like yeah. more than a day apart from you. What about ninety eight, three sixty four? You know, yeah. Weird well, ass. you but you get it though, right? No, like, I get it. I'm just talking shit. It's, I I feel like it's either got to be feel like- for us. It's got to be the Thomas Jefferson John Adams thing, or it's got to be. Uh, the Winnie the Pooh and Christopher Robin thing. Like. Yeah, I just I picture myself like if you want to compare podcasts, uh, two bears one cave. I forget the one guy's name, but I'm like I'm definitely a Burt Kreischer. Oh, you're talking about it's like I think it's Tom Segura. Tom Segura. Yeah, you're Listen, Tom Segura. I'm Burt Kreischer. Th- that shit is hilarious. Yeah, it is. They it's are funny. funny as fuck. It's funny how he talks about his drinking too. He's like, you know, like <laughs> Burt will talk about like I stopped drinking for th- you know three months during the thing, and he's uh, Tom's like, did you? Three months or three weeks? Like, what are we talking about? Yeah. Like, how long actually was it? But there's so much fucking comedy gold in that duo. Oh, yeah. They're fantastic. Well, not only that, like, Burt Kreisner in and of itself. Burt's the mess that we all want to watch. Yeah. Like, I think of so many, like, instances where he's been on podcasts or shit and, like, just the goofy shit. Like, there was the one where, like, he's sitting there, he's got, like, a giant mug and they're like, what you drinking? And he's like, I got some Kool-Aid in here. And they're like... <laughs> Wait a minute! They're yeah. like, it's fucking eight o'clock in the morning, and you're just drinking Kool Aid. Yeah, like, yeah, man, it's good. He's a giant child. Uh, or With there's the, the blood to buy alcohol. Where he, I think he was getting interviewed by uh, <coughs> Caleb Presley, <laughs> and he's talking. To, which Kate, listen, and Caleb Presley, Presley interviews are fucking fire. They I, are fire. They're every fucking one of them. We deserve all those. But like, and Bert talks about drinking. He's like, oh, I drink every day. He's yeah. like, I keep myself healthy enough so that I could keep drinking every day. See that one where he was talking to Andrew? They called Andrew Huberman. I don't know. Andrew Huberman, I think I'm going to get it wrong. He's like a doctor, or a scientist, and he mm-hmm. his whole thing is like he tells people the dangers of drinking, and like he's like, well, okay, so like I'm pretty healthy. Like, how often is it safe for like to consume a drink? He's like, you could have like maybe like two or three. You know, drinks a week, and he's like, "Okay, stop! I can't hear you." Yeah. <laughs> he's like, "I'm cutting out." <laughs> that dude was uh, literally running on a treadmill, though, like drinking a, a box of wine. That's that, six bottles of wine. That's dedication, right there. He's my hero. 
Like anyway, sorry, we don't want to drinking box wine. That's so hardcore, man. Like I'm way past that. Like nah, man. We listen. Like you do and you I, remember? Listen, do you, you remember? Uh, <laughs> I was gonna say you and I have a history of box wine. We can't not talk about it. So like back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna tell this whole you the should. whole evolution of this story. I hope you tell the one too so, where they blame the maintenance. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, it's all Thank it's all God. gonna be there. I'm gonna sit back and shut the fuck I up. Because I tell people this fucking story like just to like <laughs> help them understand the savages that we once were, right? Mm-hmm. So like we used to work at this place. Um, <clears throat> it is like a resort lodge place. It's called Houston Woods. It's, you can Google yeah. it. But we worked in the kitchen, right? Yeah. And what was that movie? Dane Cook. Waiting. Yeah, it was like waiting. Yeah. So nuts. It started out like physical violence and drunkenness. I've been working there for a few years and then you came and started working there. And like at first it started out like we would go down during work hours down to the lounge and get drinks. Yeah. Right. And enjoy a couple cocktails while we work. I abused it. And it was it was a good time. Yeah. Right. It was great. And then they told us can't do that no more. Not allowed to do that. Not allowed to do that. Because we were getting, I guess we got a little too sloppy. I don't fucking know. Well, that was back in the day, too, where we were both on, we were on that fucking same level where it was like, let's just push this motherfucker. Yeah. Let's push this car off the cliff. So when they cut us off from from the bar, our next option was they used to keep this bottle of, um, rum, like in a squirt bottle. Actually, was it the whole bottle or just a squirt bottle? It was a squirt bottle that they, they, they filled with, uh, was that Sailor Jerry's? Uh, no, no, no. It wasn't Lady even Bly. Lady Bly pirate yeah, bitch. Yeah, boy, Lady Bly. <laughs> the, you got to say Lady Bly pirate bitch. Lady Bly pirate bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but so like, so we started making our own cocktails with the rum. Well, that was for uh, Bananas Foster. Yeah, well, okay, yeah. The rum was out for a dessert that we had at our yeah, menu. You used to have to pour it in there, burn that motherfucker, kind of. Kind of give it a little flavor, right? Yeah, and then yeah. I remember the the first time that I noticed my first alarm bell that went off was when Tyler, our boss, was like, "How many bananas Foster did you guys make last week?" Like, we're out of in the bottle. Like, you guys refilled it like three times. I'm like, yeah, I don't know, man. We made a lot. Yeah, I think some of them were comp though. Yeah, like they weren't on the registry. Yeah, like, he's like, oh, okay, that's fine. So. Then By gets, the way, Tyler's a fucking idiot. Yeah. So then it I gets, hope he's listening right now. Then it gets to the point where, <laughs> like, it's 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 to the point where the numbers aren't adding up for how many desserts they're selling. Yeah. And why are you comping so many desserts? Yeah. We we just like it, it's impossible. Somebody has to be drinking it, right? Yeah. Somebody's got to be drinking it. So they blame it on this third shift maintenance man. <laughs> <laughs> who everybody hated named Who's, Frank. I mean, he was a pedophile. He was so a piece of him. shit. And so we put it on him, right? Yeah. So Frank, then so Frank then, the pedophile. So then they're like, okay, so we have to lock up the liquor, every, the, the, the rum, the rum yeah. every night. You got to so, put it in the cooler. You can't, you got to lock it up. So Frank can't get it with his drunk ass. So, so the, we'd been had, we hadn't been had, but no. we've been had. Frank had been it, had. It, Frank had been had. Frank's pedophile but, ass. But now, we, hold on real quick. I'm sorry. Before you, before you get rolling, I can see you getting ready to roll that ball. Now, Frank used to come to work, right? Let's say his shift started at 9, okay? He showed up at 5.30 every night and sat by the back door where the the servers used to go and smoke cigarettes, and he would face his car to stare at them. Yeah. Am I right or wrong? Yeah, no, no, you're you're, you're 100% right. And I used to catch him watching Little League World Baseball in the bar two hours before his job. He was a pedophile. I remember one time he was sitting in the lounge 
watching Little League Baseball. Yeah. Sweating. Yeah. Like drenched. Man, he was fucking in that game. Yeah. With his cock. Yeah. Yeah. So we we had not been had, but we had been had. So we couldn't drink the rum anymore. No, but it's definitely Frank's fault. <clears throat> it was Frank's fault. So <laughs> then we switched over. We were making these like wine cocktails. Cause like we were allowed to drink as much like fountain soda as we wanted, so we had these like these big red, you know, like uh, used to get the plastic red tinted cups like at Pizza Hut and shit like that. It was like those. So um, we started making kitchen sangria, which is just box wine, yeah, and pop mixed together. Well, we had the the side by side. We had the red wine and we had the white wine. Remember I you, myself preferred the red wine mixed with Mountain Dew. I preferred red wine with Coca-Cola and the white wine with Sprite. <laughs> a white wine with Sprite was good. It was fire. It was Man, ga- that's just what do the kids call it? Gas? Really, that's just a spritzer. Yeah. Like you were just we were just drinking spritzers. We were just trying to hydrate. But so we started doing that. Smashing the and box. And then wine. yeah, so then the boss notices why is the box wine going missing so quick? We're not we don't normally go through this much. Yeah. Cuz by this point we were just Going ham. I remember, I think he pulled us in one at a time and asked us, like, who's drinking all this box wine? And I remember Tyler, he called me in there, and I was literally drunk. I had it in my hand. I had a, uh, one of those old school, like, red Coca-Cola cups yeah, filled with Coca-Cola and red wine. And I'm drinking in his office, and he's like, listen, man, I don't expect you to tell anybody. Like, we've already talked. Because, you know, back to our earlier conversation, but not to bring it all the way in. Business business uh, conversation. Right? Yeah. Like, every interaction you have with someone is an, an interaction for business. So, he and I used to go to the gym together. Like, we started working out together. Yeah. And I fucking hated that dude. Yeah. But I spent time with him. And we, like, we'd party and stuff. And I was like, listen, man, you know, take a sip of my fucking red wine and Coke. And I'm like, uh, I'm pretty sure it's Frank. <laughs> pretty sure Frank is doing that shit. Because we, once we locked up the... Uh, the liquor, it stopped. You know, yeah. nobody was drinking liquor anymore, and now all of a sudden, we got these two. We got you know in the in the uh, in the hot area in the the cooking area. Yeah, we got a box of white wine and a box of red wine, and Frank is just roaming around the kitchen all the time. He he starts coming in before we even leave. He's not even yeah. on the clock yet, and he's wandering around the kitchen. And you could see him on camera. Yeah, and he was like, "God damn it." We got to move that shit in the, in the freezer too. So so then we've even had with the box wine. Then we start bringing our own. Alcohol. So then we just start bringing our own in, <laughs> put it in the cooler. And th- that's the thing. That's where they fucked up because it started with us just having a couple cocktails while we worked and not getting fucking trashed. Yeah, we were just trying to get but fucking vibe. We kept getting progressively d- drunker because they kept like taking away our sources. Well, like, also remember too the times that we were drinking. And then the server, like the the waitresses, would be like, "Hey, you guys want to smoke?" Oh yeah, listen, that <laughs> man. I'll get to that in a minute. That place. So then we just started bringing our own, and by that point, we were like drinking four locos and shit. Like, oh man, we were, and those were old school four locos. This yeah. wasn't your dad. This wasn't your fucking dad's four loco. Now I listen. I'm a drunk, right? At the time, I was drinking all the time, everything, right? I drank one four loco, and I'm stammering. I can't stand up. <laughs> I'm barely awake. I don't know what the fuck they put in that shit. I feel like Houston Woods, we pushed our bodies to their upward limits to like the things. Yeah. Like between you, me, and I don't know if we've ever talked to him on the show before. I don't think we have, but we're going to now. I, I got to. Matt Tony. Is Matt Tony. Yeah. Matt Tony, I don't think he listens to the show. Nah, he probably shouldn't. 
But I'm here to tell you now, audience, listening audience, this man. I've never seen anything like him. He was a god among men. Yeah. Never we, we, we walked in the presence of someone who wasn't all the way human. So basically what had happened was 20-ish years before we met this fellow, a god came down from the sky, right, while Matt Tony's mother was masturbating <laughs> in a bathroom. I imagine it was in a trailer. <laughs> and uh, she's masturbating in this trailer, and he comes on her pussy, right? Yeah. That's how Matt was born. Listen, this Am dude, I wrong or wrong? No, you're not wrong. Okay. This dude did things unfathomable to your regular man. Yeah. Right? And that, not mind you, it wasn't <laughs> even, like, no monetary value was gained from any of this. He picked up seven of us at the same time. Yeah. He once fucking... Uh, he used to do like create like he's the only man I knew to beat the cinnamon challenge, which is you just take a spoonful of raw cinnamon and That's just put a dragon it, and cinnamon put it in your dragon. mouth and nobody can you can't swallow it right because it just coats your entire mouth and then gets you rid of all the moisture out, right yeah yeah he beat the cinnamon challenge yeah he beat the saltine challenge which well, is eating an entire sleeve of saltines he beat a challenge that didn't even exist he beat he listen this Remember motherfucker Steinkeller's challenge yes he fucking. Uh, like he would do crazy shit. Like he grab like tea bags and tear them open, and then eat the fucking tea leaves raw. Yeah, and then like he would do some goofy shit. Like, like I like lemon with my tea, and take a whole ass lemon and eat it like you'd eat an orange. Like there would be nothing yeah. left. And then he'd be like, I also like honey, and we'd have this like <laughs> giant jug of honey, and he would just start fucking chugging it. Well, then he he had a pineapple one time, and he started at the top <coughs> he, from the he sharp ass. Ate fucking a whole leaves. ass pineapple, mouth bleeding. Yeah, mouth of bleeding. Ate a whole ass pineapple, the whole yeah. thing. The one time we went to Steinkeller's, he drank two liters of beer in less than three seconds. Yeah, I've never seen anything like it in my life. Matt, like <clears throat> when you hung out, like so you, you okay the the Steinkeller thing. So, like, we would go out, and, like, if we wanted to get drunk, we knew what we had to do, and that was drink two liters of Optimator. Yeah. Was the perfect amount of that Optimator. That was the right amount. That yeah. got you fucking stupid. Stupid. Right? But stupid, but operable. Yeah, stupid, operable, and then you go to other places and get stupider. Yeah. Right? But it got you to the level of stupid that the you The amount of time be. it took you to walk to another bar allowed you to sober up enough to consume more alcohol. Yeah. And get dumber. Yeah. But- Optimator got you to that first level of dumb. It kept you right before blackout. Like imagine, like, like it got you to Super Saiyan level one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's where you wanted to be. Right. Okay. Fuck Kaokin. So Matt like drank, like you said, he drank two liters of that Optimator, which is like fucking twelve percent. Never seen anything like it in my life ever. And then never will had a fucking third. Yeah. Without batting an eye. No big deal. And then proceeded to lift a, lift five of us up off the ground at the same time. Yeah. And then we went out drinking more. Like, there was that one time we were uptown in Oxford at Brick Street. <coughs> were you, oh, were you here? Yeah. Okay. The cigarette? Yeah. Yeah. So he walks up to, there's this dude and this uh, girl. Mind you, Oxford, it's a college town. If you wanted to fight, you were going to fight. I but, used to uh, go up there just to fight. Yeah. So... This dude's outside. I don't know how it started. Dude's smoking a cigarette. He's got a beer. He's with a girl. I know how it started. Okay, then then elaborate. So we walk outside. So at the time, Brick Street was a single level bar. And they had like, a, well, I mean, it was like 1.5. You had a lower level toward the far end where bands could play and stuff like that. But then you also had the outside. Nowadays, I don't even know. But I, I know before 
they created the upper level. Yeah, and yeah. Not important, but I'm just sharing. Shout out Brick Street. We Brick Street to, was where you sometimes went. We Brick Street is where you went to throw up, by the way. That's yeah. Sometimes <laughs> you used to just go in there to piss on the floor. Yeah. I used to walk in there specifically after, like, we would walk from bar to bar, and I'd be like, hey, I got to piss. And we go into Brick Street, and I just pee on the floor. Just the, that was the vibe. Yeah. So, anyway, we go into Brick Street, and we're like talking shit. Like, I love, I would still do it to this day. I love talking shit about college kids. Yeah. Because they're so soft minded. Mm-hmm. They're just like babies, yeah, with adult bodies, and they're all fucking self-important. Especially there, yeah. like Oxford is like where kids who should have gone to Harvard, who couldn't make the cut, made it. Like, yeah, you is that yeah I correct? Get you. Yeah, you I think? get you're saying like they should have made it to a better school, but Oxford was there for them. Yeah, so these rich motherfuckers are all walking around talking shit and just living their best life, fucked up. And we're in there and we're fucked up and we're. I, I'm 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 almost gone at this point. Matt's like, I gotta smoke a cigarette. He didn't have any cigarettes. Yeah. So that was my first red flag. Yeah. We go outside to the the outside porch, and uh, dude is out there, and he looked at him crazy. And Matt honed in on him like a fucking yeah. meat seeking missile. Yeah. And went straight for that dude's cock, and was like, "Hey, give me your cigarette." <laughs> and I was like, and you know, keep in mind if you've ever played Left for Dead. Matt Tony is like the giant fucking zombie that no one fucks with. He throws he throws bits of concrete in your direction. Yeah. And you better yeah. dodge them or you're dead. So this dude just like hands him his cigarette and he's like, Huh, pussy. And the guy's like, Yeah, I'm a pussy. <laughs> he like he just puts his head down. Yeah. And then he looks over at this girl who's with this dude and he's like, Give me your fucking number. <laughs> and she gives him his number. He took his beer, too. He's like, oh, that's mine also. <laughs> and takes his beer from him and then drinks it all in one drink. He puts it in his mouth. And yeah. like, look, like, leans back and drinks it. And the dude's like... <laughs> he put the fucking cigarette out on his fucking... And then he put it out on his tongue, right? Yeah. 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 Savage. There was this one time... Uh, <laughs> this is one of my favorites. There was this guy... He was a maintenance man. We got along with him, right? He delivers my pizza. Now. But I, I can't remember why, but for whatever reason, he pissed us off. <laughs> Not like like crazy. He, he like, told on us for something. Yeah, it was something goofy, Yeah, right? But like we were like, we got to get revenge. Yeah. So at the end of the night, he would usually go around the resort and pick up all the garbage from the different garbage cans, and he'd put them in the back of the truck and then pull the truck up back to the dock where what the garbage like dumpster 10, was. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he'd pull the truck up to the dock where the dumpster was but a lot of times he would like leave the truck there and then go do something else for a little bit whatever. he'd go down in the maintenance area and smoke weed by the fan which we did that to do a so. little bit of cocaine yeah we did I never that too. i never did any cocaine smoke weed down there yeah but uh so we decided to get our revenge he drank Michelob ultra too i forgot about that so matt uh takes we had these like half gallons of uh buttermilk oh so matt chugs an entire half gallon of buttermilk right and then we had these like containers full of uh, garlic cloves, and he took a handful of them and like ate a whole handful of garlic cloves. And then uh, we had him drink some honey too. There, there was some honey, and then he had uh, he had uh, we had one of those big jugs of hot sauce, like yeah, Frank's, Red, Frank's hot, Red, and he fucking drank a fuckload of that, right? Yeah, and then went out to the fucking truck and projectile vomited all over. Yeah, and and I remember, not, not I remember, like, we were like looking through the, yeah. the windows, watching, and like his big ass stepped into the fucking truck. Yeah, like it was no big deal. 
And then, like, he threw up so hard. The thing that fucked me up the most was, like, he didn't finger his mouth or anything. He just no. he just went out there and was like, <laughs> and then immediately just projectile vomited all of this dude's truck immediately. I had never laughed so hard in my fucking no. life. And then I he, almost threw up, and I was inside. I wasn't yeah, even outside. The smell was so fucking bad, I almost fucking threw up from that shit. I fucking man. threw up the entire shit all over his truck. It, like, smelled like oh, a perfect God. conglomeration of everything he consumed. Like, <laughs> but the, the, the fuck, listen, I still don't understand. It's 2022, right? We have a deeper understanding of medical issues. And I still have no explanation for how he walked out there. I remember his fat ass walking out <laughs> off the fucking concrete barrier above into the truck and the truck moving and him looking back and, and he smiles and he looks forward towards the fucking cab of the truck. He's like, <coughs> and just immediately like a lot, like it's not a velociraptor, but whatever those, whatever those fucking dinosaurs are that just spit venom. Oh, uh, Dilophosaurus. He, he, yeah. I don't even want to say he coughed. It wasn't even a cough. It was like, yeah. <coughs> and then it just fucking exhumed from his stomach. Yeah. I've never seen anything like it. That dude. And I never will. Like. Jesus Christ. Like I said, he 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 defied all logic, right? Like, there was one time, like, plus, we used to, me, and him, me and him used to get into these tussles, right? Yeah. And, like, mind got, you. I'm, there are pictures of him still I'm, on Facebook. I'm a bigger dude. But he would throw me around like a rag doll, like right? a fucking little baby. Like one time, he, he like threw me on the ground, and like there was a, I was next to a golf cart, and he proceeded to lift up the front <laughs> of the golf cart and try to drop it on me, right? Yeah. And I fucking kicked him in the arm, and I kicked him hard enough that like he had a fucking imprint of my shoe on his forearm, where yeah. you could see like I was wearing a Converse, you could see the fucking bottom design of the Converse <laughs> on his arm, right? Like I kicked him that fucking hard. Because he tried to drop a golf cart on me. Shit. No, he didn't give a shit. One time, I took. We were fighting, uh, like in the like the hotline, and I grabbed. You know, we had kept those spatulas like right on the grill. Yeah, I picked one of those up and I put it on his fucking <laughs> arm. He had a fucking spatula outline on his fucking arm after that. I remember one time he picked you up by the uh, by the fryer. I think it was after you threw snow in it. <laughs> like it was probably winter, it was winter time and this this fucking douchebag had done something crazy and you like went out and you're like hey check this out and i didn't know I, i'd never worked in food service before and i never really thought like what snow would do in a fryer yeah and you were like check this out and you grabbed a bunch of snow and he threw a giant snowball in the fryer and he was like <laughs> and then he picked up he picked you up and he slammed you into the fucking freezer <laughs> That had the like the fish and shit in it, yeah. and then he put a Chinese hat on you and fucking covered you in duct tape. Yes, and that's one of the oldest pictures on my old Facebook. Like yeah. if I reactivate my Facebook account, I'll get that picture back. And there was nothing I could do about it. Either. Nothing. I couldn't stop him. He picked me up one day and slammed me into that fucking uh, freezer that you used to go into and rage out. Yeah. And I fucking drove my skinny ass elbow down his chest as hard as I could. I was like, fuck you, you fat fuck. Because he hit me so hard, I almost passed out. Uh, he slammed me against the door, and I slammed. I, fucking, I was like, fuck you. And I raked his ribs with my fucking skinny ass elbow. And he put me down, and he's like, <laughs> And then I remember he told you, like, he fights back. You don't. And then he grabbed you. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck is this guy's problem? But, like, he used to fucking... Just do the like, and we'd play pranks on each other and shit. Like, <laughs> like I'd wait for him to get back into the dish tank area, and I would grab. You know they had that hose. Yeah, I would grab spray. I would just, 
<laughs> I would just hose him down. Yeah. Like, he'd be you back there. Bitch. I'm like, hey, what's up? And I would just fucking hose him. Hey, man, did nothing, you forget this? There what? was nothing he could do about yeah. it. You had enough time to run away. I made a fake bomb one time. <laughs> like, I took, um, we had like these cans that were filled with, uh, they were butane cans. Yeah. For like a little uh, portable stove, right? All right. So I took those, I took some <laughs> wire and I rigged them up around it. And then I put a timer on it too. And then I put it underneath a bucket in his dishwashing station and I set it to go off at a certain time. And like he's back there doing dishes. And like it starts going, beep, 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 beep. <laughs> and he like walks up to it and pulls the fucking top off of it, and he's like, "What the fuck, oh, fuck?" <laughs> I remember too. I gotta pee, uh, real, right. real fucking bad. But I remember the one time that uh, I used to go to you because we had that other guy, the ex-con Jeff. Oh yeah, and uh, I would go to you and be like, "Hey, I need you to carve me a potato cock," <laughs> and you would carve a cock out of potato. And it looked like a real dick, and we'd fry it up. I made really he, good he dick a, potatoes, He man. left a pee hole in the motherfucker. Yeah. And I remember we had a new server one time, and I hid by the door with it in between the kitchen and the serving area, and they came through there, and I was, like, squirting through it, like, pee. And she, yeah. I was like, oh, fuck. And she looked at me, she's like, ah! <laughs> Last thing about Matt Tony. Matt Tony. Matt Tony. Is. So, like. You ever talk to that dude anymore? Now, mom sees him all the time because he works maintenance at Houston Woods. <laughs> like, I used to take him to work, right? Yeah. We would, like, imbibe in the devil's lettuce. Marijuana? Yes. Cigarettes or? Usually pieces. Like we okay. Have pieces. Pipes and whatever. But we, I'd pick him up, like, an ha- extra half hour early, so we had Back time when marijuana was marijuana. Just to, like, drive around, yeah, right? Yeah, for sure. Get to work. Two fat dudes getting out of a fucking 1992 Honda Civic. Vibing. Fucking... Ice redder than the devil's dick. Yeah. Walk in, make ourselves a giant fucking pizza. (laughs) (laughs) But like That's why I miss working there. You can come in with a hangover and just steal a cup of tomato soup that was already made. Like I'm glad to mashed potatoes and some chicky tenders and some bacon and just vibe. I'm glad that like every time I went over to Jeff Snow's house, Matt was always there. Because, like... Well, we could have dedicated an entire fucking episode, Jeff Snow, if he's still alive. He's still alive, but he's a piece of shit. Well, he's always been a piece of shit. Yeah, even... I mean, I told you what went yeah, on with fuck him. him. Weirdo. Yeah. He doesn't work there anymore, right? No, no, no. So, like... But Jeff, like, we go over to this dude's house, and Matt was always usually drinking two beers at once. Like, he'd hold them between his... Like, he was a big dude. Well, he was a giant. Yeah. He was, he was literally so, the people they talked about like, in the Book of Genesis. He would hold... You can't see it over here, but he would hold beer. I can't do it because my hands aren't big enough. Because you're a normal-sized human being. But he would hold, like, two beers in one hand, right? Yeah. And, like, he'd have them both fucking open and drink, like, out of one and then, like, drink out of the other one. Like, he was keeping them at the same level. He's not human. And uh, we would just basically sit there and watch Jeff Snow get fucking blackout drunk every every time we went to hug out. Because he only had like what two VHSs. We would watch the same videos over and over again. A VHS tape of the Blue Man Group, the Blue Man Group, and then the Wall. The Wall, and then there was a third one. It was um, it was a live concert of Stevie Ray Vaughan. We would literally watch those things, and then Matt bought them. (laughs) Matt sometimes. This video would come out, but Matt bought him a porno called <laughs> Fucking Clowns. What the fuck? And it was literally like, listen, I've never seen a title de- or a movie deliver 
everything that's promised in the title <laughs> in, except that movie because that's literally what it is. It is clowns <laughs> fucking. Man. Okay. I never saw that one. Oh, it was, <laughs> and then like the other thing Matt used to do to him was like he sign him up. He for- would sign him up for free, like free samples of shit online. Like he would get all sorts of crazy shit at his house, like fucking free tampons. I want to know how many hours and- it took him to sign him up. Because one day when I took, one day I was taking Jeff home, and uh, he had to check his mail, and he couldn't even hardly get the key in. He had to like <laughs> he had to elbow the fucking mailbox, bah, in order to get it to open. Yeah, and adult diapers fell out, and a bunch of fucking like. I don't even know prostate supplements and like yeah. mail. I think the only person that hated Matt more than everyone else was the mailman. Combined, yeah, that mailman had to fucking hate it. He, <laughs> I wish I could find you. You know that's what he said. <laughs> <laughs> so the only the last story I'm going to tell that involved Matt Tony because it always brings me joy was <laughs> one night. I don't know if you went, but we all went to see a movie in Hamilton. Definitely didn't go. Okay. We went and saw uh, Quantum of Solace, James Bond movie. Mm -hmm. And before we went, like, me and him roasted a bone on the way. (sighs) Yeah. And then we went to- Does that mean suck the stranger or you smoke marijuana? We smoked marijuana. Okay. And then we ate steak and shake, right? Oh, yeah. Bet. And then we had time to kill still, so we went up to Walmart and we bought a bunch of candy to just take into the movie theater. Yeah. And I bought these giant Reese's candy bars. Right? Yeah. And Matt bought like a fucking giant bag of sprees and somehow we smuggled them into the movie theater, right? Of course. And the movie theater was packed and I was wedged between him and Adam. So it was a lot. Very little space. Yeah. I was like wedged in there. It was hot. Like, so I ate these fucking chocolate bars, right? And that's a lot of chocolate to consume. That's a, yeah, for sure. Um, And Matt was throwing sprees at me the whole time. So I was like eating sprees that he'd throw at me. And, like, we get out of the theater, and we decide we're going to roast another bone just sitting in the parking lot of the movie theater. We were bold back then. Like, yeah. I think about now, like, God bless. Yeah. But so we roast a bone, and then we start leaving Hamilton, and all of a sudden, I get the worst case of bubble guts you can imagine. Oh, you're about to poop water. Yeah. So, like, uh, there's a speedway on the edge of town. So we pull in there. It's under construction. All they have is a porta potty. Yeah. So I get in there and fucking destroy that porta potty. Filled right? it all the way up. Oh, it was fucking terrible. Yeah. So we get back in my car, and at the time I was driving this like uh, early '90s Buick, right? It was a LeSabre. I enjoyed that car. Yeah, it was like a maroon. Co- yeah, fantastic. Okay, so we're driving out of Hamilton, <laughs> driving the boat. Uh, yeah, uh, up out of Hamilton, up the hill, and I used to go really fast in my car, mm-hmm. and I was probably, mind you, middle of the night. I was probably going about eh, about about sixty five, seventy miles an hour. We're driving down. And, you know, fucking high as fuck. Of course. And going fast. And all of a sudden, like, we come upon this herd of deer just in the middle of the road. Oh, yeah. I forgot about this story. <clears throat> and, like, I don't understand what happened. I, I don't, I don't, to this day, I do not understand how I didn't, I, I, I don't get it. It's like I channeled. You activated bullet time. I, I activated bullet time <clears throat> and I channeled James Bond for a minute and his driving abilities. Like, I'm not joking, when there was literally deer scattered all over the fucking road, like eight of them, right? I fucking swerved around going fucking 65, 70 miles an hour. Which is no small task by yeah. itself, but you were also in a Buick. I was also in a fucking Buick. You Saber. were driving a boat on the road. Yeah. 
And I fucking, it was like the slickest maneuver ever. Like, I fucking, all I did was like, woo, 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 missed him. I had time to look over at Matt Tony during this whole time because I couldn't believe what was happening. Like, like I said, I activated bullet time because I was able to do things I normally couldn't do. Yeah. I look at Matt and you can't see it at home, but he is like back in the seat like this, lips are pursed, and he's like, yeah. <laughs> the only time a demigod's ever been scared in his life. Because he was afraid that finally his karma caught up with him. And one of those deer's assholes was about to come to that windshield like, and kick him to death. Like, after we got past the deer obstacle, I stopped and, like, like my hands were like this. And I look over him, I was like, how the fuck did I just do that? <laughs> I was like, the only thing that, that I did that ever really impressed him was that and the time that I showed him that I could, I could piss out my car. Yeah. Without getting out. Yeah, you don't have to get out. Like, all I have to do is open the door and kind of just... You should be an astronaut. Shift my hips a little bit, and I was able to shoot it out the door. Yep. Right? Now, was that like a concentrated effort? You got to push a little hard. Yeah, you got to... Okay. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Okay, so <clears throat> on to the topic. It was sent to us. Yeah. Um, uh, we don't have a name for this listener, but I, I thought of this earlier. The missing Native American from the Land Lakes Butter Company. So the topic at hand is about the predicted third Antichrist of Nostradamus. Well, the <clears throat> she specifically said the three Antichrists of oh, okay. Nostradamus. So all three of them. Nostradamus, sorry. Okay, so to give you backstory, if you don't know who Nostradamus was, which I think most people who listen to the show would know who he was. <clears throat> Word. He was like a 15th century uh, astrologer. Yeah. Um, Soothsayer. Straight up savage. Yeah. So he... Seeing all the things. Yeah, he worked for a bunch of uh, royalty, basically being their uh, astrologist. I mean, that's really what he was. Yeah. And uh, made... He published a bunch of quatrains, which are like little poems about his predictions for the future. Though they are vague... People have connected some of his quatrains with things that actually have happened in history. Some of them aren't that vague, though. Now, yeah, some aren't that vague. Some are pretty, like, <laughs> you know? And one of the things that he <coughs> predicted was that there would, in fact, in our in, in humanity's span, would be th is that there would be three antichrists. Now, the popular held belief is, is that we've already had two of them since these predictions were made. Now, he called for... The short guy, Napoleon. Yeah. Do you remember exactly what he said for those? Mm-mm. Let me try and find it. Now, the thing about Napoleon, he actually wasn't short. Here we are. Just FYI, he was like 5'10". <clears throat> now, his, his quatrain for Napoleon, who was supposed to be the first Antichrist, if you accept that line of belief, he said, Pa, nay, Laron will be more of fire than of blood to swim in praise the great one to flee to the confluence. He will refuse entry to the Piusus? Piusus? I don't know. Uh, the depraved ones in the Durants will keep them imprisoned. Now, some of the other things he said, now, with Pa Ne Laron, it basically formed, as far as I understand, a virtual triangle around where Napoleon was born. Mm -hmm. uh, Several hundred years before. Yeah, he was, he was born he was in. It's closer to Italy, actually. What yeah. is that? It was. Um, but there were three cities in the area that basically pointed towards his birth. Yeah. Okay. So, and then you have 
the more of fire than a blood, it refers to Napoleon's non-noble blood lineage and the refuse of entry into Piusus. I'm not sure what that is. And it speaks to Pope Pius the fifth, sixth, sorry, and the seventh, who also imprisoned him. And if you look through some other telling things of the of Nostradamus, he actually talks about him killing that pope hmm. in a specific area where the pope died, and he talks about him choking on his blood or something like that, and hmm. and he slit his throat. Napoleon did, or he had his throat slit. Yeah. Oh. So it's like he predicted the pope's death. And then you have, uh, I'm just going to go through some things real quick yeah. before we get to the uh, Antichrist side of things. So Napoleon was supposed to be the first Antichrist. But before we go on to the other two, we have some famous predictions. So death of Henry II and his quatrain said, The young lion will overcome the older one. On the field of combat, in a single battle, he will pierce his eyes through a golden cage. Two wounds made one. And then he dies a cruel death. What happened was, what had happened was, in the summer of 1559, King Henry II of France lined up to joust Comete de Montgomery, the young lion, six years his junior, on the fields of France, the field of combat. Both had lions on their shields. In their final pass, Montgomery's lance tilted up, and the and then burst through the king's visor, splintering his eyes into pieces. Two shards, one through the eye and one through his temple, lodged in the king's head. Two wounds made one. Henry suffered for ten days, and then his death, a cruel death, he died in his bed. Hmm. So, I mean, yeah, you could be like, ah, okay, well, maybe he just said some random shit, and then that happened. Yeah. And then you had the Great Fire of London. The prediction, the blood of the just will be demanded of London. Burnt by fire in the year of 66, the ancient lady will fall from her high place, and many of the same sect will be killed. What actually happened? The small fire that started in a bakery of Thomas Fariner of Pudding Lane in London, September 2nd, uh, 1666, awkward year, the year of 66, Mm -hmm. turned into a three-day blaze that consumed the city. One of the explanations for the blood of the just refers to the millions of flea-carrying rats that were killed. Peasants' deaths were not recorded at the time, but it has long been held that six people perished in the fire. Then you have the French Revolution. Now this guy, I don't know what drugs he was using, (laughs) but I would like to find out, and I would like to use them myself. So his prediction was, from the enslaved populace songs, chants and demands, while princes and lords are held captive in prisons, these will in the future be headless idiots, be received by divine prayers. What happened? In 1789, the French people decided they'd had enough of the poor aristocratic rule and revolted. The peasants, the enslaved populace, took control of Paris and forced their demands on royalty. The, the aristocracy, princes and lords, were taken from power and locked in the Bastille. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yeah, Bastille. Bastille, the prisons, and beheaded and not guillotined, headless idiots. And th- I'm sorry, and then this fucking shit's not written right. They were beheaded at the guillotine. Yeah, as I say, yeah. They headless were, idiots. They were taken to the guillotine. I know that much. And then Napoleon, back to what we said before, Paul Ney Laurent will be more fire than blood. To swim in praise, the great one to flee to the confluence. 
he will refuse entry into the piouses. The depraved ones and the Durants will keep them imprisoned. What happened? Pa, Ney, Laurent. Three towns in southern France. Pa, Ney, and Oleron. The capitalization hints at something that is hidden within the words to look further. Rearranging them spells out Napoleon Roy, or Napoleon the King in French. More fire than blood refers to Napoleon's non-noble lineage and the refuse of entry into the piouses. Speaks to the Pope's Pius the Sixth and Seventh, both imprisoned by Napoleon. Hmm. Then we have Louis Pasteur. The prediction. A lost thing is discovered, hidden for many centuries. Pasteur will be celebrated almost as a godlike figure. This is when the moon completes her great cycle. But by other rumors, he shall be dishonored. What happened? Pasteur, who will be celebrated, is credited with discovering the microbial decay. Lost thing is discovered, hidden for many centuries. In 1995, science historian Gerald L. Geisen ran a story in the New York Times illustrating that Pasteur gave a misleading account on his preparation of the anthrax vaccine. He shall be dishonored. Hmm. Then we go on to Hitler, who was supposedly the second Antichrist. From the depths of the west of Europe, a young child will be born of poor people. He who by his tongue will seduce a great troop. His fame will increase towards the realm of the east. Also, beast ferocious with hunger will cross the rivers. The greater part of the battlefield will be against Histler. Histler. Yeah. Into a cage of iron will the great one be drawn. When the child of Germany observes nothing. What happened? On April 20th of 1889, Hitler was born in Western Europe to very poor parents. Hitler moved to Germany to action in the years following World War I, in part, who by his tongue, through his over-the-top oratory skills, his fame will increase towards the realm of the East. The Axis alliance with Japan and in the East, Hitler is believed to be a spelling error. The German army invading France, beast ferocious with hunger, will cross the rivers. And the Great Battlefield refers to the Allied powers defeating Hitler. The next one, Charles de Gaulle, prediction, Hercules King of Rome and of Anmark, three times the surnamed de Gaulle will lead Italy and the one of St. Mark to tremble. First monarch renowned above all. What actually happened? Charles de Gaulle was three times the leader of France. First as leader of the Free French Forces, then as Prime Minister of the Provisional Post-World War II Government, then as the First President of the French Fifth Republic. Then he predicted the atomic bomb, allegedly. Prediction. Near the gates and within two cities, there will be two scourges. There will be scourges, the like of which have never been seen. Famine within plague, people put out by steel, crying to the great immortal God for relief. What happened? In early August of 1945, the United States dropped two atomic bombs on the island of Japan, and within two cities... Hiroshima and Nagasaki. The suffering endured by those in the blast and the radiation poisoning suffered by those who escaped the immediate detonation, crying great to the immortal God for relief. He then also supposedly called out the uh, JFK and RFK assassinations 
prediction, the great man will be struck down in the day by a thunderbolt, an evil deed foretold by the bearer of petition. According to the prediction, another falls at nighttime, conflict at the Rames, London, and the pestilence of Tuscany. What happened? The great man, John Kennedy, received numerous death threats, the petition, and was gunned down, thunderbolt, in the afternoon of November 22nd, 1963. Bobby Kennedy was killed just after midnight on June 5th, 1968. Another falls at nighttime. The world mourned. Conflict at Rams of London. Then they have one they claim they debunked. Which, if you actually read it, is not debunked of the Challenger explosion. They have another one that's claimed to be debunked of the death of Princess Diana. Which said, God, the last, but first of nicknamed Nostradamus of the 90s takes the goddess of the moon for his day and movement, a frantic wanderer and witness of God's law and awakening the world's greatest regions to God's will. So I don't know if that's debunked or not. Then they have JFK Jr. Then they have 9-11, which is one of my favorites. Earth-shaking fire from the center of the earth will cause tremors around the new city. Two great rocks will war for a long time. Then... Arthusa will redden a new river. So he has a number of prophecies that seem to be spot on. <clears throat> and a number that are kind of, eh, you know? Yeah. But definitely when you go into the the three antichrists, where he describes the birthplace and the outcome of the three antichrists, especially Napoleon and Hitler. Like he talked about bringing a country to ruin based upon... Napoleon, and the way that he was brought up, except he didn't call him a short bitch, as I did in the beginning of the episode. But then you have Hitler, and he talks about him dying in a bunker, which I honestly don't believe happened. You know, I think he made it out. But, like, a lot of the other ones were definitely spot on as far as, like, their rise to power, their actions in life, stuff like that. Like, what do you think of the third one? Third Antichrist. The Antichrist will be the infernal prince again for the third and last time. So many evils shall be committed by the means of Satan, the infernal prince, that almost the entire world shall be found undone and desolate before these events happen. Many rare birds will cry the air now, now, and sometime later will vanish. So here's the thing. he His predictions supposedly go up to like the year 3,570 something. So I don't know if this one's like going to be in our time or not. So here we're going to get back on the recording. Um... So one of the things that also happened during Napoleon's predictions of the Antichrist, because he predicted three, and I believe, I didn't look into it enough as I should have, but Newton, the scientist that, you know, discovered the theory of gravity and all that, he also agreed with uh, Nostradamus that there will be three, and each one building on the last. Right. Mm -hmm. So you had Napoleon, and Napoleon had supposedly read his description, and he vibed with it. <laughs> so then also, when you get to Hitler, you find out that Hitler actually <coughs> spent time, and he went to Napoleon's grave. He went there, and he also vibed with it, and he accepted that satanic power. Yeah. Which, if you look at Hitler, I don't know enough about Napoleon to say one way or the other, but Hitler was absorbed in the occult. Oh yeah, we've we've done episode about 100% about Hitler and the occult. 
So Hitler and the occult, and then you have uh, <clears throat> the fact that he went to Napoleon's grave and accepted him as the second Antichrist, and then accept, or I'm sorry, first Antichrist, and then accepted as himself the the second Antichrist. If you look at the differences, you have like military might, gumption, right, mm-hmm. for Napoleon, and then you have with Hitler the same exact things plus oratory power. Plus the fact that they had him drug the fuck up, right? Yeah. He was going through the spirit of pharmacia. They had him on meth and all kinds of things, and he was just fucking getting it in. And people were following him straight up. Well, if you think about it, too, like, each time you had the first two individuals, in and of itself, I feel like they almost embodied, like, the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Right. Because where they went, so did... Pestilence and famine, war, war, yeah, and death, yeah, right. My thing is this though: the progression, because if there are three, and the third one is to end it, right, the two have to be progressive. So Napoleon did what he did through military might, and I, I just to be a, a smartass, I would say anger because he's short. He actually wasn't short. That On was, tender, he would not be six foot. That was made up, but he, he was. He was average height for a person of his time. He was, so on he Tinder, was, he was 5'11". He was like 5'8 in real life. Okay, so he wasn't getting any Tinder dates. No, but but it, that whole short thing is actually <coughs> something that was brought, that was made up by the English like anti-Napoleon <sighs> propaganda. It's the same thing I would have done. Yeah, right. You know? Yo, bro, I, I, I heard you're short as fuck. Yeah. What about that dick, though? <laughs> <You know? laughs> so then you have Hitler, who... For all accounts and purposes, maybe perhaps because it's closer to our time and we could find more history, but he was geeked out. Oh, yeah. They had him on meth. They had him on a bunch of shit. And they said that he lost like four to five pounds every time he gave a speech, you know, because he was so into it. But his oratory skill was unmatched. So in my mind, my limited mind, you have military guy, goes, takes over. Part of the world tries to be that boy, mm-hmm. fails. First Antichrist done. Second Antichrist Hitler acknowledges first Antichrist, goes ahead, moves forward with the occult and the drugs, fails. Mm-hmm. Either lives out his life in South America or dies in a bunker and turns into a Jewish fucking corpse yeah. as the Russians later fucking released. Anyway, what I'm saying is there's a progression, mm-hmm. right? There's a progression of things that are used to make, and, and also a progression of power Yeah, that come from first Antichrist, second Antichrist. So you go to the third one. I'm going to make a prediction that is probably not true and is also probably unpopular that I've already said before, mm-hmm. Elon Musk, because he is ultimately popular and the next stage where you can't use, I mean, you could use meth, you could use all these drugs. But what I'm saying is he's going to use this chip. He's going to be all about mixing with cybernetics to increase the potential. It's possible. It's entirely possible. Bones and Tubbs theory. Yeah. Or the Antichrist hasn't even been born yet. I don't know. Or they have been born. (coughs) Maybe they're they're born today. Maybe they're already born. Maybe they're also in the halls of Congress. Maybe they're fucking, you know what I mean? Like maybe they're. Maybe they're already out there. The most dangerous thing, though, I think, is to kind of follow this ideology where you think that this is the truth. I'm not saying it's wrong. 
Maybe this is maybe this is the truth, right? I mean, he might be honest with it. If he buys Twitter, I mean, he he takes but, a hold of a very powerful mouthpiece. But look at what his what he's done and what he's doing. He's yeah. he's he's trying to like he's constantly wanting to be in the news. He's constantly and everybody like loves him or hates him. But like I, I don't know. Anyway, fuck him regardless of Elon yeah. Musk. But what I'm saying is regardless of this like Nostradamus 3 Antichrist prediction. I'm sure there's going to be another dictator of some kind, but Elon Musk makes sense to me because he comes about at a time where he could easily push, as he's trying to do with Twitter, digital, verica- uh, digital verification, where you have to show your ID to have a Twitter account. That brings about a full-on identification that goes along with the Chinese system of the social credit. Yeah. So you make that shit worldwide. He's a digital dictator, you know? That's the next stage of power where Hitler used meth and military might. Now, Elon could be fucking smoking meth. Maybe. I don't fucking know. And then doing, you know, digital power moves. But at the same time, like, the more terrifying thing is, to me, instead of there being a third Antichrist, what about all the politicians that we pay our tax money to that uh, are insider trading and living their lives while they fuck kids? Yeah. Perhaps they even trade in child, you know, child slavery. Maybe they are actually a part of, you know, maybe that's the reason why they left the border open. They wanted to, to move the kids around. Like, this is, these are theories. Yeah. You know, what? Like to me, that's more terrifying. Honestly, if you're a six-year-old child that's getting trafficked, ultimately by a United States politician who's going to profit from it, from the southern border to somewhere in the United States for yeah. child porn or sex or, God forbid, fucking uh, adrenochrome. Speaking of all, what's this, more terrifying—the fact yeah. that you're you're going to be murdered, or the fact that there might there might one day be a terrifying world leader? You know, like yeah. these, the leaders that we have now are terrifying enough. Well, you, you know, I don't mean a segue, but I feel like it had to get brought up. Like the ludicrous things that people are okay with, Luda, like Alex Jones getting fined almost a a billion dollars. Yeah. Like, well, they said now it's over a trillion, right? Like, what world are they living in? Where And people are celebrating it. Do you see what Judge Napolitano said about it? What did he say about it? He said that every state in the union gives you the ability through the law to have an opinion, except for the state that they brought that lawsuit up in. Yeah. And that's the one that they used in order to fine him for his free speech. And that this is actually, you know... Whether or not you want to believe Alex Jones is a legitimate person or some sort of government fucking plant, yeah, he is being he is on trial for our free speech. Like the part, uh, like it's such an unreasonably large amount of money that it makes me wonder. Like there have been companies, pharmaceutical companies. Who have put drugs on the market, knowing damn well that they cause issues. They'll kill you. And then, like, they get sued in a class class action lawsuit. And they get and, a fraction. And they don't even <coughs> a fraction of their they profits don't even tax. They don't even pay that much. Yeah, it's in a these fraction. Class action lawsuits compared to him for saying what he said, right? Which I agree with, and which I've said on this show. So what? And the same thing happened to me, or that would happen to me. Happened to him. Like, I'm going to file bankruptcy. Did, you, did I tell you what Dr. Doug said about it? Mm-mm. He said that 
what he saw the other day was that Alex Jones had filed a bankruptcy, but the deal was that that company, I think it's called Free Speech Systems, his mm-hmm. company, his LLC, couldn't make a profit. So they're not going to shut him down, but what they're going to do is they're going to take any amount of profit. Yeah. Which would lead one to believe, and I told Dr. Doug this, like, how hard would it be, you know, if you or I were Alex Jones in this business to be like, hey, all my employees, all my assets, which are already tied to this LLC or this company, I'm going to shift them to this new company, and I'm going to use that company now. This company here is bankrupt. I just don't understand how people, like I said, people are celebrating. Yeah, they're celebrating. They're, they have no idea what it means, though. It's the, They're literally celebrating the death of free speech. The implication is, is ghastly. That you best. could come at somebody and say, you owe me a billion dollars Yeah, for an opinion. Are you out of your fucking yeah. mind? It's crazy. It's so fucking Has crazy. Has anyone ever been on Twitter before? And seen some opinions that are on there. Exactly. You know what like, I mean? You know, and there has been something said about that. Like, this sets a precedence that anybody that said anything flippant in the past are free fucking game now. Well, that's the idea, I think, with this court decision that was crazy. Like, the fucking judge told him he couldn't declare his innocence. Have you ever heard anything like that in a court case in your yeah. life? No. You're out of your mind. Like, this shit's crazy. <clears throat> Speaking of crazy court cases, we didn't talk about at the beginning, and I meant to. Daryl Brooks has, I feel like, single-handedly destroyed any semblance of the arguments about sovereign citizenry. Well, I feel with, like... With his fucking <laughs> debased fucking mockery. Hold on. Can we pause real quick? Yeah. And finish off just one quick statement and then move into this? Okay, okay. So, if you don't know what we're talking about with the Alex Jones thing, you need to look it up. He made a comment about Sandy Hook, an opinion. He made an opinion. He he gave his opinion, and he's being sued for a billion dollars. And I saw one earlier that was a trillion. I don't think that's real, but perhaps it is. Who knows? We live in crazy times. I think it's a billion. It's a billion. Well, they said that there was a new, there, like, he had another case in another state, and it it, it adds up, is what me. So why I'm don't sorry. Dr. Doug? He, Dr. Doug told me that every state's case adds on to the other one. So to me, but at that point though, you're suing him for so much money. It might you're as, suing him for a country's debt. You might as well sue him like for monopoly money because it doesn't mean anything at exactly. that point. Exactly. Right. Like it's it's meaningless. It doesn't make any sense. So anyway, go on, Daryl Brooks. Okay, so Daryl Brooks. If you guys don't know who he is or remember. Last year, he drove his car into a Christmas parade. He also made a fire music video that and had the same car in it. And killed six people, including a child. <laughs> All white people, right? Was I, it- I'm, I, I'm not going to go in like that. that well, that was f- the way that they presented it. And then they made it disappear for a while. Yeah. Uh, and then injured like 60 more, right? Yeah. This motherfucker, like you, I am not going to sit here and he is making me defend the justice system which is gross and i refuse i won't even do it but he's making you're gonna be the one to do that because he's making a fucking mockery of it that dude is a fucking honestly shit honestly fuck him right but also fuck the justice system what he's saying is not wrong in my opinion but he's using an argument listen okay so here here's uh, all right i'm sorry here lies the problem i'm about to to twitch out you can't fucking 
say you're a sovereign citizen and then go do some <sighs> fuck wild well, shit first like of all, that. First of all, first of all, so, sorry. There's no such thing as a sovereign citizen. If you think about those two words together, they clash. Sovereign is what you are. You're a yeah. sovereign human being. Yeah. Citizen requires your tenants to a country. F- enfranchisement into a system. Exactly. Yeah. The, the words sovereign citizen, it's bullshit. Yeah. The whole thing is bullshit. The idea that you're sovereign, though, is not. But here's the problem. He's arguing at the very base level, before you get into his whole court case and that whole abortion that's yeah. happening there, he's trying to say that there's no claim, there's no cl- person to claim, right? The problem, like, there's no one to claim, there's no one to file a claim against him. Okay? Basically, yeah, he's saying the state isn't the victim. Which is normally fine. If you go at it with an issue of a traffic violation. Yeah. Or you go at it with, like, a a property violation where they come on your property and they're like, hey, fuck you. You can't have your fucking, like, to say that you, let's say you took your property that you have now. Yeah. And you modified it to without a permit to get rid of your fence to make it to where you, as a truck driver, could pull your truck in. Yeah. You put gravel in your backyard. Yeah. There's no claimant. There's yeah. no vi- there's no violence. There's no yeah. but he fucking killed people. Yeah. And he harmed people. And he is just being You can't use those arguments when you fucking murdered someone. He's going up there and acting a fucking ass, wasting everybody's time. Motherfucker. I think they're using him to shit on that whole argument. The jury is going to deliberate for all of fucking 30 seconds before they kn- even his own defense witnesses are uh, like this dude is the classic example of why he's an inmate. You don't fucking def- first of all, uh, uh, what, what's the saying? A person who uh, represents himself, uh, a person who represents himself in court has a fool for a client. Yeah, like this dude doesn't know what he's doing. He has no fucking clue. Like, and regardless of that, like he he fired his attorney probably because his attorney's like you should probably try to take a plea deal. Well, Other- fuck his charges. He's fucked regardless. Yeah. like your, your choices are life in prison or death. The shit that pisses me off about all this is, like, he's dragging this out. And, like, the the victim's families and stuff like that are, He's like, dragging them up there to talk shit? Having to watch this shit happen. And it's like, can we just cut to the chase here? Here's, here's You're the- going to fucking prison for the rest of your life, you fucking sack of shit. Here's the problem, too, though, is that this is the Amber Heard... This is the next phase. You don't want to know why this is so important and why it's all over social media right now? It's because it doesn't require them to talk about what's happening with the world war. It doesn't require them to talk about the fact that France lost all their internet the other day and Europe had their internet cables cut underwater. Yeah. It doesn't require them to talk about the fact that we're all losing our 401ks and no one past this point is going to retire. Yeah. It doesn't require them to talk about the fact that you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, there are real issues that are happening right now that we chose not to talk about on this podcast because we're tired of talking about it. Yeah. It's the end of the world, like, as we know it. But this dude's a fucking clown. And Yes, and they pulled a clown out who drove a fucking blazer that he stood in front of in a rap video and drove it into a crowd of white Christian old ladies, and now he's the focus. While the world burns around him. I just wanted to say, because I have No, a, I understand. I want to say, because I have a platform, fuck that dude. Yeah, fuck him. But here's the problem. I don't disagree with him 
on some issues. I do agree, and and if anybody out there knows, tell me that I'm wrong and teach me. Please help me help me to be more intelligent. I don't believe the United States is the same as it used to be. I do believe that they formed a corporation, and the head of the corporation was Washington D.C. because these things are on the books. I also believe that if there is no crime, there is no victim. You know, I believe in a lot of these sovereign citizen arguments, even though that's a bullshit term. But like, but even then. <clears throat> but what I'm saying is, he he doesn't fit any of that. Re- he murdered people yeah. with his fucking vehicle. Yeah, regardless, <laughs> regardless of all of that, and they're they're giving him the spotlight. Like I was talking to someone earlier about today. I was like, the thing is, like this dude is out here clowning, right? I was like, but the thing is, regardless, I was like, none of what he's talking about is based in reality. I was like, regardless of how you feel about sovereign citizenry or sovereignty in general or any of that, you still have to base yourself in reality. Yeah. Right? Like, the reality of the situation is, regardless of whether you think the state of Wisconsin is a corporation... And you're under admiralty law and all that. You murdered they're, motherfuckers, They're still going to put you in a real live cage for the rest of your life. And you deserve it because you're a piece of shit. Look at the difference, right? There's a difference between you beating up a woman that you picked up from a homeless shelter who you raped while she was an underage. Because he's a child molester. Did you yeah, know that? Yeah, yeah. He's a fucking pedophile. Oh, I saw him get all fucking bad yeah, out of shape. And he wanted to act all upset about that shit. He's a pedophile. We're wasting our time with this shit. I mean, I, I'm not saying... I totally agree. I wanted to bring it up, too. But what I'm saying is, it's a waste of time. Yeah. Because the world's ending around us. This is what they want us to talk about. That's all I'm saying. But, like, it makes sense. Dude's a pedophile. He abused a woman. And now he's trying to intimidate victims and all this shit. All this flagrant shit that they want to put all before for, us on television. Yeah, all for in less than a week's time. Him just to be told, you're going to prison for the rest of your life. You're fucked. The best thing you can hope for is going to prison for the rest of your life. I was like, at the very least, at the the only thing you could take away from all this horse shit, I was like, is that he will no longer be society's problem. He's just going to be a CO's problem. Yeah. And he's going to be, I mean, it's a shit show. He's going to be a fucking menace, he's be a menace for the rest of his life. But at least he doesn't have to be a fucking, he doesn't have to be society's menace. He can't drive a blazer ever again. Yeah. Through a fucking crowd of Christians. Because he is the one, he is the archetype. He's going to be on hunger strikes. The problem he's with- He's going to be all, he's going to be filing frivolous lawsuits and all sorts of shit. The problem that I have with it, though, is the fact that he besmirched the sovereign argument. Because, like, if you, for instance, go and you drive to the fucking Speedway tomorrow, like, let's say you, like, I'm calling off sick, I'm going to Speedway. I want to be, I want to, you know, buy whatever. And you get pulled over for some frivolous fucking traffic argument. Yeah. You aren't technically on the hook for that. You're on the hook because you signed an agreement when you got a driver's license. Yeah. Like, I'm not sure how far down the rabbit hole you've gone with this shit. But, like, you're signing your consent away when you get that, right? Yeah, yeah. So a lot of these guys that are about that life that actually get away with this shit, they will send a letter to the state and let them know, I revoke my driver's license. I don't want it anymore. I revoke all signatures and signings of any state things. I don't drive. Driving is a commercial activity. I travel. Mm-hmm. You know? And it sounds funny. They shit on it everywhere. Yeah. But it's true. 
Driving is a commercial activity. Are you driving a fucking semi for commercial purposes? Are you driving things in your car to sell them to a carrier? Or are you just going to the gas station? Yeah. There's a difference. Driving and traveling. Driving is a fucking commercial activity. So you're not held under these things. That doesn't mean you can't drive 110 miles an hour and endanger the public, but here, as they say. But if they try to pull you over some dumb shit, you here's, know. Here's the problem. This is where th- my question belongs at where theory meets practice. You could say this all day, but when you get pulled over and you don't have a driver's <clears throat> license, they're still going to put you in a real life box. Well, the thing is, it's how you handle yourself, right? So if you go up there like... First of all, he's not even an example. He is a fucking clown that I feel like that... It's, have you ever seen that TikTok where it's like you find a kid who had a bad childhood and has all these things and like you're a CIA agent and you're like, I think we can make a good partnership. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> like that's kind of what I think he is. He's a fucking... They, they've crafted him. They took him out and they're going to use him, right? For whatever purpose. Yeah. And he'll hang himself in a jail cell later or die of a heart attack. Yeah. But like to say that you as an individual don't want to be subject to some bullshit fucking law where you drive out of your house at fucking 6 a.m. and, oh, God forbid you didn't have all your headlights on. Yeah. Or one of your headlights is out and they try to give you a ticket. Like, that's bullshit. That's, it's not, they're not things that you're held to. Well, I'm the first person to tell you that's extortion. It's extortion. Yeah. It's theft. Yeah. Like, that's, that's the argument. The argument is the fact that you are not a sovereign citizen, but you're a sovereign. Yeah. You're not, you're not engaged. These laws are based around commercial activity. Yeah. You're like, you know, and don't even get me started. Like, have you looked into the admiralty thing? Yeah, yeah. With courts? Yeah. Like, that's sus. Yeah. That whole thing is sus. But this guy is not the one. And that it's funny that they chose him to be the one that every, like, for the longest time, how many years did they ignore it? For they a ignored, while. They ignored it forever. And now he's the one they focus on. Yeah. And they're gonna they're gonna call out fucking admiralty law and all this shit. Like they're literally trying to kill it with a sacrificial lamb. This dude murdered people in a fucking parade. Yeah, with a vehicle. So so that's the thing though. Even if you if you believe in those principles, you're not coming to his defense. No, you can't. You can't. But that's what I'm saying. Is like you. Uh, this is just like everything else. Everything that they place in front of us. I would love to know how you get the job. Of the people that pick the things that they drop in our laps. Yeah. Because this motherfucker right here is the craziest shit I've ever seen. You've got a guy who's pretending to be straight up sovereign citizen. And Well, I'll tell you what. It is one thing. A it, public trial. It does seem to be a bit unifying because I haven't seen anybody come to that cocksucker's defense. I've seen a no. lot of bots in those fucking comments that are all about the system. And I understand that because he murdered people, right? Yeah. But at the same time, this is what they're 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 besmirching the idea of freedom versus the fucking guy who murdered people. Yeah, like using the worst example. They're use, like their system. Like you know, we talked before about how lazy they are with their fucking shit. Yeah, that they do with their little false flags and their little laws and stuff. They've upgraded. Yeah, they went from Windows ninety five to whatever the fuck it is now. You know. So. Yeah, fuck that dude. But yeah. for, but for real, like we have sovereign arguments, right? Yeah, we can't be oppressed upon by some fucking corporate entity that comes around. But listen here, motherfucker, if you fucking kill kids and you kill innocent people in a fucking act of nonsense after you beat up your wife, 
that you picked up at a homeless shelter, go fuck yourself. Yeah, like you should be dead. I think they the, should just shot you. I think the most impactful thing I saw was they had the coroner up there, and I've met some coroners in my day, and they're pretty. They got they they got ice water in their veins, man. Like because they <laughs> they deal with some shit. Everyone I've met laughed. Yeah, well, like they're like they well, laughed about death. You get what I'm saying, though. They got like a gallows humor. They're cold. Yeah, you know man. I mean? They're they're fucking. It's ice water. Yeah. So like, for a, a coroner to go up there, and when she's trying to describe the injuries that the eight year old boy sustained, and she's crying, I'm good. Just a little. I can't. Just a smidgen. Me too. <laughs> We've had this for a while. <laughs> <laughs> but for her to go up there, oh, it burns. It's and, a Bernie peanut butter. And to boy. be crying, yeah, tells you everything you know. Like, but here's the thing about that guy. That, like you said, it's not. I refuse to let this fucking court case. I'm already upset that I'm paying attention to it. Right? I refuse to defend the court system. Yeah, it makes me feel gross on both sides. It makes me mad. I would say this. Look up Admiralty Law. Look up the Admiralty Flag. Look up all these things and the, use this ex, use this shitty example as a reason to learn about things that involve freedom and your life and your cage that you live in. Yeah. These are all real things. But fuck Daryl yeah. and fuck that judge. And fuck the court system. Yeah. Is that the right way to say it without saying that I defend him in any way? Because I hope he dies. Yeah. I hope he dies of AIDS. I hope he gets beat to death. And hep C. Yeah. yeah. But I think that about wraps it up for us. Man, sorry. I got oh, no, really you're angry. Good. You're good. I didn't mean to. Uh, fuck we, him, though. We'd like to thank y'all for listening. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, we'd like to thank Blood of the Brave. Blood of the Brave Bandcamp. Blood of the Brave, a.k.a. Kyle Reese on Twitter. Blood of the Brave on Instagram. Blood of the Brave on Facebook. He does our intro and outro music. He is a fantastic anarchist rapper. Check him out. I would love to know what he thinks about this yeah. shit. You can get a hold of us at bonesatubs at gmail.com. Yeah, for a longer form. And then we've uh, also got Twitter at bonesatubs. We're also on Instagram.com forward slash bonesatubs. We're also on TikTok. Don't remember the name. Just type in bonesatubs. I'm sure it'll pop us. up. But uh, we hope you guys enjoyed the show. We hope you tune in next time. And between now and then, we hope you guys stay safe. Third Antichrist is coming. Be safe. We love you. We really do. It's real. They try to rearrange your brain, make you doubt yourself until you think you're insane. They really did lie to you as a kid, and they're still lying now. They don't care if you live. So stop asking them or think that they will help. Within. They don't care about your health, all they want is for you to bow down and be ruled And they've been training you well ever since you were in school Played as a fool, used as a pawn Unwashed the minds with the words of my songs You gotta stay strong and go deep within your own Heart that deserves to shine like chrome You gotta push and grow and break through the mold That they try to lock you in to control your soul It's everywhere you look when you watch what they feed All they do is plant the seeds that help conformity Your mind is a prize and they hunt it every day in any way They can, they're gonna move in on the prey But I know their tricks and the tactics they use And expose them in my songs, there's no way we will lose Come alive from Femur
age of five This is the Hunger Games You gotta fight to survive Look alive And be ready on all sides Cause every day they attack Your mind's third eye Come alive From FEMA Region 5 This is the Hunger Games You gotta fight to survive Look alive And be ready on all sides Cause every day they attack Your mind's third eye May the odds be Ever in your favor Whether you see it or not Our lives are a danger Battered and broke They wanna leave you with no hope Like you're stuck You can't find your way out of the rope And they're the ones who tied you up so tight And tell you that you're free Don't resist, don't fight Like we're supposed to take it Your will, they wanna break it They really want you to not think you're gonna make it They try to break your will Cause they know how strong you are They know your power That's why they haunt you at large It's never what they claim Nothing's ever what it seems This is the Hunger Games, you are Katniss 17 They play it on a screen and we cheer for the rebels But in real life, most cheer for the devil They just wanna be safe, that's why they keep them all scared The stake you'll get less, they'll push you down the stairs And they'll sell you the crutch and then tell you to be thankful That's the truth, the cruel, to face it can be painful But after you make it through the lies and hurt You finally realize, everything you're worth come alive from FEMA Region 5, this is the Hunger Games, you gotta fight to survive, look alive, and be ready on all sides, cause every day they attack your mind's third eye, come alive, from FEMA Region 5, this is the Hunger Games, you gotta fight to survive, look alive, and be ready on all sides, cause every day they attack your mind's third eye, may the odds be, ever in your favor, whether you see it or not, our lives are a danger, I've been the Oh